KHP 001 Church My first encounter with the Old Log Church was when I was in my teens. The church sits back in the woods about 500 feet from the main road. Between the church and the road is a cemetery that is fairly large for the area. There's a sign next to the road advertising the entrance to the church and cemetery. It also mentions that the church is a historical landmark. My mother worked nights at the local hospital. During the summer when she worked, she would have me stay at my grandmother's. Being only a 10-minute drive from house to house, it was a reasonable arrangement for my grandmother, grandfather, mother, and me. During the days, I would spend time there, playing with toys, exploring the rooms of my grandparents' old house, and running around their large yard. They also had a huge garden, 100 feet long, 40 feet wide, kept mainly by my grandfather. As a child, it seemed like a vast forest of all different sorts of vegetables I could run through and hide in. It was a great area for adventures. As I grew older and was in my teens, I would periodically stay with my grandparents during the day, not nearly as much as I did in the past, maybe once a week at most. In addition to growing older, I also explored further and further from the house, eventually venturing into the woods on the edge of their property. I had a small tree fort built just within sight of the yard. I would climb branch to branch high up into the tree where I had multiple platforms built to survey the woods below. From this position, I could also see a clearing formed in the woods, with a structure looming in the corner of this clearing. It was a few hundred feet away and just barely visible through the branches and bushes of the woods. Eventually, I decided to go explore the clearing. Built around 1851 by Germanic settlers of the area for worship, the old log church operated until 1880 when a new, larger stone church down the road was built. The building is one story, with a large open worship area filled with pews and a small open-air balcony overlooking the main room. A ladder still leads up to the bell tower for maintenance and operation of a bell that was removed long ago. Outside of the church is the large graveyard, boasting about 470 graves. The earliest and closest graves to the church are soldiers of the Civil War, the most recent graves being last week at the time of writing. My first venture to the area of the church was one of pure curiosity. I ventured from my tree fort through the woods, getting caught on a few thorn bushes along the way, as there was no path. I sat a few dozen feet from the clearing, just looking at the large structure. It sat silent. An eerie calm aura seemed to emanate from its walls. I don't recall hearing any sort of animal noises when I was around the church. I would just sit and stare for a few minutes and then move back towards my grandparents' house. As I left, I felt the need to almost creep slowly behind bushes and trees to avoid being seen, as if somebody was watching me from the tall windows of the church. I finally entered the church when I was 15. Up until this point, I had only looked on from the outside. Once, I had ventured to the back of the church, looking at the graves that were just slabs of granite, barely visible as they were being overtaken by grass and dirt. I could make out the dates on them. Some dated back to the 1840s. Others had American flags planted next to them with brass plaques showing that they were members of the Civil War. I ventured around the church, looking in each of the three tall glass-paned windows on the one side that I could reach. Not seeing much more than the ceiling, I looked around for anyone that could be watching me, but saw no one. I was never told that I shouldn't go in or around the church. I never saw any signs telling me not to go there, but I wish I had. Walking up the steps led me to a small landing, only a few feet in either direction. A white door with a bolt latch stood before me, no windows on this side of the building. I moved the bolt without issue and tried to open the door. It pushed into the building with a bit of stickiness as the wood seemed to have expanded from the humidity of the summer. I put my body weight into it and pushed the door as hard as I could. Its old hinges creaked and was amplified by the large room on the other side of the door. I looked inside, seeing the large congregation area, pews in neat rows with a pulpit on the far side of the room, almost perfectly in line with the entrance. An altar sat to the left of the pulpit, with the words, This I do in remembrance, for communions. 
Every sound that I made echoed off the walls of the large room. Even the simple breath was loud. The floor was white with just a hint of cream and a little bit of mint green when the light hit it through the windows. The walls were made of large logs, most likely the same ones that you could see from the outside, with a cement-like mortar between them blocking the air and bugs from coming through. The ceiling of the building was braced by a single large log going across the peak of the roof, connecting to the walls. The remnants of wooden shingles went from this log to the side walls. I walked up and down the pews, looking to see if anything was sitting out of place. Blue-colored hymnals sat tucked into the back of the pews, black Bibles tucked next to them nicely. It was almost picturesque, except for the dust that settled on every surface. I turned around and saw a small corkboard on the wall. It had a bit of information regarding the history of the church, as well as some information for donations. Next to that was a small closet with cleaning supplies in it. In the closet, I saw the back of the stairs that went up the corner of the church. I walked around to the entrance and closed the door. The stairway laid behind it. A very small and easy-to-miss stairway. It was just large enough for one person to walk up and down at a time. The stairs seemed stable. They creaked and groaned and echoed loudly in the room, making me almost feel like a giant with the amount of noise I was creating. The stairs led to the balcony. There was a single pew here, as well as a ladder to the bell tower. Looking up the ladder, I saw there were shuttered windows on all four sides for the bell to ring out while still being protected from the weather. The bell was removed long ago, probably moved to the new church building up the street. I climbed the ladder and sat on one of the braces of the tower, feet propped up against the side of the ladder for balance. I just enjoyed the solitude, the silence of everything around me while being in this place. I went to leave the bell tower when I heard a noise from below me. Footsteps crunching in the dry leaves coming up the stairs echoing into the building. I slowly slid down the ladder, making sure not to make much noise, timing it with the steps of the person entering the building. I peeked my head up and looked into the worship area of the church. A man stood there, dressed in blue work pants, flannel shirt, and a trucker's cap. He walked slowly through the gap in the pews until he reached the front of the room. He knelt down before the altar, and I heard mumbles and hisses of his whispers as he spoke. I couldn't make out anything he was saying specifically, but he seemed to be very emotional while speaking. He did this for about five minutes. At times I thought I heard him sob softly, and at other times his words seemed to cut the silence of the room like a dagger with their angry tones. The man eventually stopped and stood up, touching the top of the altar in a reverence, and turned to leave. I got a good look at the man. He was older, very tanned. His skin had a leathery texture on it. He had a short white beard and tufts of gray hair sticking out from under the cap. His shirt had bloodstains on the front of it, along his stomach, but below his chest, as if he had been carrying something that stained him. His hands were stained slight tinges of red looking closer. The darkness of his skin made it hard to notice at first. He wore boots that looked old and worn in. They had a thin layer of dried dirt, making the boots look light tan and dark leather brown at the same time. The man walked towards the exit below me, and I heard him stop and walk in a different direction for a few steps. I thought he was coming up the stairs and would discover me, before I heard the creak of a pew as he sat down in it, out of my sight. I heard him pull what I assume was one of the hymnals from the rack in front of him, and I heard him flip through some pages, before hearing him take a deep breath. The hymn he began singing was, It Is Well With My Soul. As he began singing, I just knew something was wrong. As he sang, I heard more voices, not just the man sitting alone in the church in front of me, I heard a full congregation singing the hymn with this man. As it came to the, it is well with my soul, call and response portion of the song, the man's voice was the only voice to say those lines the first time. The congregation answered him the second time. I sat on the balcony, watching a man sing alone, but hearing dozens of people singing. As the song continued, it became deeper, as if the voices slowly became a men's choir, and then slowly turned into a deep male bass singing the hymn. It seemed like every new line of the song, the voices dropped an octave, and they got deeper and deeper until the point where the song wasn't a song anymore, 
and more of a deep growl of unintelligible sounds. The hymn eventually ended, and I heard the room go silent. Not a single sound could be heard until the man closed the hymnal and sat it on the pew in front of him. I heard him stand up, the floor and the pew creaking as his weight exchanged between them, and his heavy footsteps slowly walked out of the exit and down the stairs. I sat motionless for a few minutes, knowing that if I moved, any noise that I made would be amplified tenfold, alerting the man that he wasn't alone. I waited until I was sure he was gone before slowly making my way down the stairs into the door. When I attempted to open it, I found it was locked, latched from the outside. I was now locked in the church with no escape. I turned and looked at the large room in front of me. Suddenly, it seemed a bit more ominous as I had heard all of the voices in here, and I seemed to be stuck with them. I began walking around the room, looking for some way out. The windows were not able to be opened or moved, unless I broke one, which is the last thing I wanted to do. I walked up to the altar where the man had prayed, seeing dirt from his boots where he had kneeled, and the blood from his fingers on top of the altar where he placed his hand for a moment. I had paced around the room a few times before I heard the noise. It was subtle, but it was there, a scratching or a scuttling noise from above me. There was a small area surrounding the bell tower where it branched off to connect with the roof, leaving a crawl space on all four sides, no more than a few feet square. I heard the noises coming from there. I looked at the bell tower, at the ladder I had climbed previously, and saw something slowly put its arm down to grab onto the ladder. It wasn't a human hand. It was covered in a tattered fabric. The hand that grasped the ladder only had three fingers to grip with. Another hand emerged from the darkness and slowly grabbed the ladder, lower now, as if it were going to climb down headfirst. I saw it slowly climb, almost like a sloth. I saw its arms come into view, large things that were purely muscle but deformed, lumpy. It looked like it had tumors or growths all throughout it as it appeared. I did not care to see the rest of this thing, and I hid inside of the cleaning closet. I heard the creaking of the ladder above me, the sounds echoing through the room outside of the cleaning closet. I heard its hands make contact with the balcony floor, its nails creating a distinct tap on the wood as it began to walk towards the stairs. I heard its breathing, raspy and ragged, as it almost seemed to struggle to breathe. Each breath seemed to be an effort for this thing. As I began to panic, I felt it. A small current of air. Fresh air. Feeling around the closet, I felt the air become stronger in one corner of the floor. An air vent, to circulate air from inside to outside constantly, to help the building almost breathe and adjust to temperature changes. I felt the vent was covered in an old chicken wire, rusted and easy to pull off. The thing had reached the top of the stairs, and I heard it directly above me, coming down the stairs slowly. The tapping was almost painful to my ears as I knew it was coming for me. I pulled on the wires and felt them come loose, pulling apart and breaking under the stress of age and my force. The opening seemed to be about two foot by two foot, just large enough to fit through, if I went head first with my arms above my head. I knelt, putting my arms in and feeling the hole I had uncovered. It was entirely made of wood, with some mortar on all sides. It would hurt and scrape me up a bit, but if it got me out, I wasn't going to complain. I slid until my head had gone in, and I looked around. I saw light, only a few feet away, the width of the stairwell and the thickness of the logs that the building was made of, four feet max. The steps of the creature reached the bottom of the stairs. Its breathing was heavy, as if it was a hard thing to go down the stairs. I heard it tap on the door of the church, the one that locked us both inside, and began moving to the main room of the church. I slid my body, wiggling and pulling myself down into this small hole as fast as I could, not caring about noise as I kicked over brooms and buckets inside of the closet. I clawed my way towards the light. I used all my strength to push and pull on the chicken wire that was blocking my path. Slowly, the wires began to break. Each one that broke made it easier to break the next. I made sure to try and bend the broken ones out of the way to stop cutting me as I progressed. I heard the creature reach the closet door, its claws tapping on the handle, attempting to open it as I finished breaking the covering on the vent. I grasped at the edges of the hole and pulled myself towards freedom. 
I got to my elbows and used those to pull me out faster. Then I had to put my hands down on the ground as my body came out, and I walked myself out of the vent on my hands, eventually sliding out of the hole and onto the ground with a thud. I looked back and saw nothing in the darkness of the vent, just the ragged breathing that seemed to have an air of defeat in it. I walked back to my grandparents and was questioned about my appearance, being scratched and scraped, ripped clothes and dirt all over me. I had told them that I ran into a thorn bush because I wasn't looking. They seemed to believe me. I came home dirty all the time. Ripped clothes on thorns didn't seem to be too far-fetched. I never told my grandparents or my mother about what I saw in the church that day. I never wanted anyone to go looking, afraid that they might find what I saw, that they might see this creature in its entirety and never return. I never went inside the church again, but every few years I would go and look from the outside for any sign that the thing was still in there. I went many years and never heard a thing. But eventually, I got my answer. About 12 years after the incident, I was looking at the bell tower, remembering the events like I always did, when I saw something move between the slats of the tower windows. I saw two of the finger-like claws that the creature had, holding on to the slats of the bell tower. I walked around the tower, and after a few seconds, the claws appeared through the slats on this side, holding on as it peered at me through the small openings. I knew it was watching me, and it knew I knew it was there. I could hear its breathing softly echoing in the building's main room. I often wonder what the order of events were. Did the man summon this creature somehow with his song, the strange multitude of voices I had heard having something to do with it? Had the creature been there the entire time I was sitting in the bell tower, unmoving and unbreathing as it waited for me to notice before it attacked? Or did it emerge only once it knew I was trapped inside with it? Did it only emerge once the man left because that's just how things like that work? Whatever the case, I seem to be the only one that got away. It knows that, and every time I visited the church after that, I would see its claws on the slats, knowing its grotesque body was hanging in the tower, watching me as I made sure the vents of the building were still sealed, ensuring that it could not escape easily. Support the show and get stories and content only available for patrons at patreon.com khp. The Keystone Horror Podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution. Non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international license.